plot, Places in the Heart, 1984. Edna Spalding finds herself alone and broke on a small farm in the midst of the Great Depression when her husband the sheriff is killed in an accident. A wandering black man, Moses, helps her to plant cotton to try and keep her farm and her kids together. She also takes on a blind boarder, Mr. Will, who lost his sight in the First World War. She must endure storms and harsh labor to try and make her mortgage payment on time. Voice over off. When you're blind and watching movies, what will you find? A blind superhero whose superpowers are acting like he's not blind. A sighted actor overdramatically touching people's faces. Or maybe the whole joke is that they're bumping in to different places. A spectacular. Welcome to Citizen White Cane, the only film podcast where neither host has seen the movie. My name is Sky McLeod. I'm Melissa Buckta. Um, <laughs> and uh, we are um, talking about places in the heart. Right. Uh, it was my week to pick the movie. And I've, in the back of my head, I've always known that I really wanted to see this movie. But honestly, that it kind of, that, that came from the fact that uh, Peter Capaldi talked about it. Right. We should have like um, previously on this podcast because oh, what happened right. was <laughs> you mentioned it on the podcast not knowing what it's called and then my dad sent me an email being like this is what that movie is that <laughs> Melissa was talking about on the podcast. <laughs> yay. I mean, first of all, yay that Sky's dad is listening. Thank you. Yeah, thanks yay. dad. <laughs> um, uh, <clears throat> and then he knows blind. Mo- Actually, this this movie does have a weird thing in common with my dad in that the blind character is named Will, which is the same name as my grandfather, my dad's dad, who is also a blind person. So that is so cool. Very, like, I think, um, uh, like, the character, given the time frame, would have been, like, maybe 10 or 15 years older than my grandfather, but, because um, it takes place during the Depression, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I, I was like, oh, I wonder if that's because my dad was like, yeah, he plays a character named Mr. Will. And I'm like, you remember the name of this character? <laughs> like, it's from a movie from 1984. So I was like, oh, right. It's probably because he remembered it's like his dad is the same name and is also blind. So that's probably why he remembered. Um, but yeah, sorry, that was an aside. But um. that's OK. But yeah, I mean, long story short, Peter Capaldi and I were talking oh, Every time I say that sentence, I love it. Um, Yes, Peter Capaldi and I were talking, and we were talking about uh, him having to play, so this is when he was Doctor Who, and he had to play uh, the Doctor uh, as a blind person to to infiltrate something, um, a monastery, I believe. And he had brought up the fact that he had talked to John Malkovich about being blind because John Malkovich played a blind man. And And now we're here. That's this movie. Yeah. Yes. Um, how, how do we want to start? We, um, how do we, how, how do we feel? What's, I yeah, mean, that's a good place to start. Yeah. I feel like we kind of informally usually start there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be honest, I'm, I was, I'm really scared to talk about this movie. <laughs> uh, having known next to nothing about it, except for that John Malkovich was in it and he's, his character was blind. 
um, I got really nervous when I was searching for for info about it or just searching to find it on the internet and a list came up entitled Ku Klux Klan movies <laughs> and that was a big red flag <laughs> oh my god like, I mean oh, like we're gonna we're gonna have to talk about some stuff and we're gonna have to talk about some stuff I guess that's a, ra- yeah. a roundabout way of me saying um for the most part I did like the movie I think it's impeccably impeccably acted I think everybody does a fantastic job yeah uh, the setting is amazing I mean it's so dirty and it, it it just it feels hot. You can feel the heat. You can feel the sweat. But in people wear too many long sleeves. It was actually so bothering many me. long sleeves. <laughs> Although Sally Field wears uh, lots of short sleeve dresses, so she she gets sometimes. Away with it. So there was like one. She's like out in the fields at one point wearing a long sleeve thing, and I was like, oh my god, that seems horrible. But yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. I mean, like. I don't know. I will. I mean, I read into anything like the I'll, I'll kind of touch upon the racial politics of any yeah, movie. We, and we have to. I mean, there's right. no there's really no getting away with it. Uh, I was shocked at the the inciting event that happens that kind of sets this whole story in motion. It was just really scary and terrifying. And it's amazing how how much uh of today there there is in in this movie to talk about because yeah it's sort of the sort of yeah the inciting incident i mean that's a good place to start i guess since Mm -hmm. it is at the beginning of the movie Mm -hmm. is we yeah i mean but well but to to, the short answer is i liked it i i liked the movie yeah um i think the ending is shit (laughs) but i liked it yeah, the ending's not very good. I, yeah, it's it kind of meanders a little bit, I think, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, there's definitely, um, there are whole storylines that I would love to just cut out of this movie because yes, they go nowhere. And I, I don't understand why we have to care about right. about these characters, but I'm sure we'll, I did, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> I did look up reviews because I was thinking that watching the movie and then I looked up reviews. There was not a single one that did not say that. <laughs> like, they oh, were good. All oh, good. One. I was like, why do we have this? I stuff? feel vindicated. Okay, good. But, well, okay, that turning turning to you, I mean, the, your short answer, did you did you like it? Was it an absolute slog to get through? It wasn't a slug. Some of, when we did have those unnecessary plot points, a bit of me was like, okay, where are we? in the timeline of the like of the movie like um because some of that made it drag a little bit but I do think that it wasn't I it was one of those where at the beginning because of like the way movies were paced back then and also the fact that movies are paced slightly differently than tv like sometimes it always gets me a little bit of time where I have to like get into the movie but then yeah. it was one that like once I had gone over that initial hump I was engaged oh very with it. very much so I was never flat out bored yeah I, I was always even during the the parts that I I think could be excised from the movie I was always interested I was just conf- I was, was truly happening. confused there, I actually yes. had to look up what was happening online <laughs> there, there were there were definitely a couple bits where I was like okay I don't know what's <laughs> happening but I think I'm gonna figure it out if well, I just keep going and I did for the I most mean, part. They're like four white dudes that truly look exactly they the same, do and look, I truly and they, cannot tell the difference yes. between them. Oh my god! Thank you. Okay, thank you for bringing that up because I was like, damn. They all look the same. They all have the same haircut. Well, because like there's also like two the there's like two women and two guys that like and there's an affair happening between the but the not couple. But I right. could not tell either the women or the men apart. So I was like, wait, which is this the one that's the affair? Like it took me a while to even realize that an affair was happening because it yes. just kept being like two white people. 
Yes, and then because there's this there's this one scene that just kind of comes out of nowhere near the beginning of the movie, and it's just two people meeting and kissing in a decrepit house, and I'm like, what is going on? Literally no context whatsoever to it is, and I don't, I haven't locked onto the characters, I haven't gotten to know anybody yet, and I'm just like, I'm supposed to know, understand, and care, apparently that this is happening. We've just seen the main character's husband die, so Mm -hmm. you're like, it's not the main character, obviously. Not only does she not look, but you know it's not the main guy. and Sally Field has a very distinct voice, yes. so it's not, it's not right. Sally you could Field. tell when it's not. To, at least that is. I mean, the, all of the characters that the movie is truly about are distinctive. It's just oh, all the yes. other characters the side that we characters, don't need. That you no can't tell clue. Mm-hmm. It's it's very bizarre that mm-hmm. they even had most of that in it. Like when right. you have such a the the other like plot thing I was thinking about so much is like wow this is like. 84 like the contextual moment it is like like thinking that it was took that it was made at that time and it's about the great depression i was like this is gonna be like a very old basically problematic view on capitalism and like the american dream and it was like it is like very like we can talk about that as we go along but Mm -hmm. i do Mm -hmm. think the implication of it is very problematic but it is a very 80s kind of mentality of like you know just put in a little bit of elbow grease and like try hard and then you're gonna succeed yeah (laughs) and that's that's an interesting way to look at that because i actually hadn't thought about that in that structure i kind of sort of took what happened as obviously i couldn't believe it like she's got you know x amount of acres of cotton a lot of cotton and they're just going to pick it and everything is going to be okay and it all works out because it does all work as spoilers it it all it all works out which is great i was really invested in that story but i took it more as like okay i'm gonna just go on like fairy tale logic right or like you know parable logic or something yeah you kind of you both have to but then it also is grounded enough like with book of eli it Mm -hmm. works because it is so ridiculous but this is like this is a true super grounded yeah absolutely nothing is fanciful in even even remotely like mm-hmm. and it is all extremely grounded and like about and it the era that it takes place in is using the historical aspects of that era as a driver right. for the story so right. like I mean, it is so grounded in reality yeah D- Danny Glover's character Moses comes along and he's not treated as like the magical black person trope right he's, he's a real person he helps he has knowledge you yeah know. he's like it is a uh, yeah, it's kind of like a weird. I, I, it is. It feels like sort of like assimilationy kind of. I don't know. I mean, like it doesn't fit very. It doesn't fit yeah. exactly in any boxes. Right. Totally. Well, and, it's, and it's hard because I kept. I'm watching it. And I'm like, okay, so is this a white savior yeah. story? Because that's. It's, it's like it's kind of, of but it's not every, really it's like kind of all the problematic tropes, but it never like really commits to one. And it's only like very it's right. like light. It's like if you it's mostly water with like little dashes of like problematic yeah. trope in there. Because I mean, yes, she helps him absolutely. She keeps him from getting probably murdered by the police, right? Um, because in, in the beginning, steals spoons. We should okay. Let's we, back let's up. Back, let's let's back just up. back. We're, we're we're jumping in. We but need let's, like yeah. a sound effect for when we're like, oh, it's the first twenty minutes of the podcast, and now <laughs> somehow we're talking about like the what you know right before the climax. And, yeah. So um, okay. So yes. Yeah, so her her husband Sally Field's husband is killed by a um 
a kid, like kid a by a child. Yes, by a literal. Well, uh, I'd say what fourteen. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, like yeah, or young. Like he looks like very, very, very young. Mm-hmm. Like it is, like it you when there's a close-up of him because you first see him and it's like a very wide shot so i couldn't literally see any aspect of him whatsoever he he is at the railroad station at the train yard and he's drunk basically uh and he's and the sheriff has been called in to deal with him and it sounds like from the way that they have their conversation the sheriff knows him right and has probably dealt with him before because he's a mischievous teenager you know and is he's just gonna deal with the situation well turns out roy has a gun and my heart dropped. I was really oh, terrified. Oh, really? Because we've been hearing the gunshots throughout the entire movie so far. Right, but but Roy has a gun. He Roy, in, Wait, the, sorry. in the train yard. Roy is not that I forgot all the characters' names. I'm so sorry. I mixed up the characters. So we have the kid. What is the kid's name? Roy. Oh, so it is Roy. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. Well, because I just assumed the gunshot was whoever was... Sh- I, I assume when he left as, as the sheriff or whatever, mm-hmm. like, that it was to go to the gunshots we kept hearing. So I just assumed whoever we were going to interact with had a gun. Okay, I... I must have cut out the gunshots completely because he was, oh, he's, really? called, he's called to the train station to deal with a drunk person. Right. And, and the but then yard. they're, like, at dinner and they keep hearing gunshots. I, maybe I'm just like paranoid about gunshots. So I'll notice a gunshot suppose, no matter what. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, it's it the 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 thing you constantly hear is a train at her house all the time. Train train sounds train sounds all the time because I guess they live That's super so near funny. the railroad I didn't yard. Notice that? Oh God! In almost every single scene, there's a train whistle. It's crazy. I'm like, okay, by the by the seventh time, I was like, is this supposed to mean something? Because right. in every single scene, except for the tornado. You hear a train whistle. That is so funny. I like truly did not even notice. I forgot oh, that there was d- any it drove me of bonkers. <laughs> so he's called down to the train yard to deal with this drunk kid who has a gun and he's just he's like shooting drunk. at the sky. He's shooting at the sky, shooting at the trees or whatever. And the sheriff is like, "Okay, are you done?" And he's like, "Yeah." Which was like the most shocking image to see now, like a oh, fucking white officer. I couldn't believe not it. taking out a gun, and there's like a small child with an actual gun. Like it's that is the gun is not in the chi- the black child's hands, right? You know, in, right now. I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I'm surprised this kid isn't dead yet. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, Roy turns, and I think he must in his beer-addled mind he maybe thought the gun was empty or something and it wasn't and he shoots he's just like drunk so he like just points the gun right like it didn't seem like he did on purpose no i honestly don't think there was any i mean he definitely didn't do it on purpose i think it was like well you the look the look on his face after after this happens like he so he pulls the trigger and shoots the sheriff dead i mean just on kills him instantly and he is um you, he just the camera just pans up g- goes up to his face and he's just it's horrible he knows he's gonna die yeah like, there's no way there is no way he's coming out of the situation alive he's going to be well there's not going to be a trial right he murdered him in their in their eyes he murdered yeah. him in cold blood right so we see two funerals happen we see the sheriff's funeral and we see um the little boy Roy's, yeah, Roy. Roy's funeral which is um ugh, it was hard it was, it, it was really hard it also I don't know for me I was just like like 
was this a thing that could ever like was this real in the 80s or was this only just like hollywood being made by white people well, like this is i, don't know, it's I just mean shocking <laughs> But this is still a real thing. I mean, okay, so basically, it's it's hard for it's yeah. hard for me to even say it. Uh, they he, they hang him. Yeah, that's how that's that's how he died. Is they um. Right, but they, they would him. lynch. Lynch the, is the better. Yeah. In the south, they they'd lynch people for like just you know white women making up stories. Well, look at look like at Emmett, just, Emmett. That's how Emmett Till died. Right, like it's just the like the I. I just now just seeing the idea of like it just thought of like Tamir Rice or something like the idea mm-hmm. that they would be shooting the sheriff as opposed to like just being shot for like having like a toy gun you know like it was just so different from like what makes any sense to mm-hmm. me given the fact that a lot of our gun laws maybe I mean maybe the gun laws that have taken like reduced um gun ownership in the black community that they've been probably disproportionately affected the black community because white people can still load up on guns as much as they want so maybe and i think that was in the 80s so maybe that was like at a transitional time where like yeah all the guns are being taken away from the black community given to the white people basically i mean it was so hard for me to compare this movie to the 80s and then compare it to now because i you know i wasn't alive uh what, what I just hate you know. the 80s, so I know, like, all the reasons to hate the 80s. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's not my favorite decade either. <laughs> but it's and – and I'm not saying your comparisons aren't valid because they absolutely are. I'm I'm very interested to know how you're comparing this to the 80s. I can't do that. I, I didn't I, – I find it harder to do that. But it's – I mean, it, it is a weird fascination <laughs> of mine. I'm just like – I mean, I hate Ronald Reagan. And sure. And so yeah. I have a lot of information on what was going on. And he is the 80s. Like, yes. Pretty no, much no the doubt. entire decade. Yeah. So, yeah, it is. But it is – and this is, like, the center mm-hmm. of his presidency. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as, like, black people being hung – um, and executed lynch. well, lynched. That still happens today. Sorry, lynched. Um, that yeah, that's still happening. Yeah. So that was just uh, it was just really hard, and I'm just like, oh, good way to start off the movie, guys. That's, that's yeah, it is great. like a it's a big swing for the beginning of the movie. Especially, I don't know. I did it did really bother me that he was the one who shot the sheriff. Um, but I mean, it was an accident. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe this, that was, it I was truly, definitely an accident. I truly, yeah, I truly believe it. 100% it's it was an accident. It's just like, to think about the things that happened today, it's just a shocking thing to see, like, the the idea that, like, you know, a co- like, the sheriff is not going to come in with, like, just ready to shoot if the kid starts running. Like, it was just shocking. But if you remember, nobody, nobody had guns on them. I mean, they had guns on well, them. Well, everyone had guns nobody, on them. Nobody came in, they didn't come in guns drawn. Right. Ready to well, that shoot was the, on sight. It's just so different from now. And yeah. I think that like it was it's probably some of this is because it was different in the 80s and, and probably period specifically definitely different as well in the 30s. Like the, the, the power dynamics were like a different kind than they are now. So well, like I mean, they took a different shape. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't know, because people people were still profiled and oppressed and there was oh, still yeah. a lot of racial there's tension. a lot of racism shown in the movie yes um it was i mean it's definitely yeah it's weird because it's like i think it's because there's so many layers because it's a period piece so mm-hmm. what happened in the great depression it was made in 84 so what was going on in the 80s mm-hmm. we look at it now with the like politics that we have but we also have to think about the difference between the like movie industry and um 
just you know media actually made by people of color and like how how the kind of Hollywood establishment and you know kind of the Academy Award movies like how there's crip face there's a lot of that kind of thing you know we talk about crip face on this podcast but obviously there's similar problems about like how you portray black people in movies like so you have and especially in the 80s that was not something we were thinking about in the same way that it's trying to be thought about now even though it's still a problem now so you know there's just all these layers of like cascading effects of me that I'm thinking about mm-hmm. like cause these are all things that I find very interesting but it did at a certain point kind of overload my brain <laughs> yeah no oh definitely I, I after that I was just kind of like oh joy what what have I gotten us into I I didn't think we were gonna have this conversation <laughs> I mean but we, I, there's no way we can talk about this movie and not have yeah, this conversation definitely. It, we you know. really like I feel like we're on a roll with these because <laughs> this is the third one in a row yes. where we've been like it was kind of weird racial stuff we had to like <laughs> to really get into it um but it would seem like the experience of watching this movie you look at the time bar and you're like wait this has a blind character right <laughs> Oh, I know. Oh my god, I got really worried because I was, I was thinking, I was like, oh is there no, two movies? what have I done? Yeah, no, I was, I was thinking to myself, what have I done? He's gonna be come in the movie like for the last five minutes. That's not true. Uh, Forty, I believe the timer was like forty six minutes when he actually shows up. So, uh, long, so long. long story short, uh, Sally Field is in, is informed after the funeral by the bank manager. That she uh, that uh, she has the loan obviously on her on their farm that her husband took out and was paying for, so she has a payment of two hundred. Um, I can't remember the exact amount, but basically two hundred dollars, which was amazing. I'm like, wow! In today's money, though, that's probably six or eight hundred dollars or something. But though I think she had no, I think it was one hundred twenty. I think she needed two hundred to like yes. pay rent. Yes, to keep the farm. Basically. But she only had one hundred twenty-seven Correct. in the bank. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So she is told that this is what it is. And um, oh, and of course, um, by this time, she has kind of uh, adopted Moses, uh, who is Danny Glover's character. Has she, I don't think she has yet. Oh, no, you're right. No, 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 no. I'm so sorry. Yes. Cause we, yeah. OK. So Moses, Danny Glover's character, has come to the house once uh, asking for work. Right. Which and, we sort of talked about earlier. Yeah. 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 Um, and he, you know, chops some wood and she serves him food and da 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 da. And he's, you know, looking for work and uh, she doesn't have anything to offer him. I was really surprised also that she just didn't start throwing things at this man. I mean, it was kind of amazing because a, a black person killed her husband. Right. And but, we see that the kid kind of has adopted some of that racism at the beginning. One of the two, the older boy whose name Frank. is Frank. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um like yeah that there's that kind of association i mean yeah i that does make sense i, I always yeah. didn't think she was going to be that man. i was happy i was ve- i was very surprised but i was happy that we she wasn't racist that we wouldn't have to deal with her being being prejudiced and there's racist a lot and of awful like, plain racism bad it's a very hollywood thing yes yeah don't please don't be racist it's not good uh yeah but basically yeah she is a little white savior in that and then she also is kind of like you know a little harsh with him at the beginning of like you can't come into that you know like kind of things that are a little bit more like white woman kind of yeah problematic things yeah and so he decides to steal 
spoon silver that she basically right. has left out because she's like thrown him out when he like kind of was offering something that was reasonable yeah. she needed some yeah. support and he was saying like i'll help you get the like grow cotton and well, um, just yeah. for like room and port which yeah. was also like eh, i don't know we mm-hmm. can talk about that later <laughs> yeah so she she tosses him out and he steals the silver and the and nighttime comes around and uh the the uh police officer their friend their family friend brings him back brings moses back to the house with the silver and she has to make a choice she can say oh yes he definitely stole it and he won't leave me alone and da 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 and moses will probably die right. just just like roy did if not worse right uh, i yeah and um or she can save him yeah and she chooses to save him well i think also like having the fact that her husband was just killed like she is now kind of in a position where she has less privilege than the average white woman who has a husband that can provide for the family mm-hmm. so i feel like that is like a time a period of time where probably your views would naturally you would naturally been at a point of like seeing like a more be it not like I don't want to say like not racist because that's wrong but like it is a time where you're more looking at power dynamics because you're put in a position where the power dynamics that were working for you are now working against you and like I think that to me that made perfect sense that that would be a time where you would change your opinion on those things if you had again I don't want to say that it's like that that solves racism but like I think that it's just a it's a self reflection time when anytime you're like you are just all of a sudden like super going through an extreme transition of like losing power in a situation mm-hmm. like I, I think it was empathy I mostly I think she had a, a, an extreme in that moment she had an extreme amount of empathy for Moses's situation no I don't know I don't know if she did because it is also like that's what she realized she needed him to keep that the is, house that is true oh no abs- absolutely because <laughs> she realizes oh I have 30 acres of land that I could grow something on cotton right you know uh and he'd already offered you know to work so he was kind of in the <laughs> the right place and the wrong place at the same time yeah so she saves him. I would I would like to think that there's there's a tiny bit of empathy. I mean, yeah, I think it's it's the well, it's a movies movie from the 80s about the depression, which were not exactly the most humanistic time periods <laughs> of American history. So, you know, who knows, but like mm-hmm. um but I think that you have the it's set up so that all the characters do have like I think they have like one area where they're not privileged. Like you would definitely you don't have like a black woman. You don't have like a blind woman or you know mm-hmm. like it's all just like woman that's not privileged. Black man not privileged because he's black and like mm-hmm. blind man because you can't be two things. Um, but you know I think that. It creates like a sort of, I mean, it is definitely an underdog story. It's also like you cannot describe them as anything other than a Motley crew, which like thinking about it, I was trying to think of the words to use. And I was like, well, Motley crew. And I was like, how is another way to say that? And like every single description of the <laughs> movie was like the Motley crew. <laughs> like it's just that's, that's what they are, I guess. An, an unexpected gathering of people. Yeah. And, um, and like, people who in that society are not the ones who have the mm-hmm. advantage. They're not the Ku Klux yeah. Klan well, that's no. lynching people. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I mean, and, and 
um, Mrs. Spaulding is her is Sally Field's character's name, right. but but I mean, Miss and Mrs. Spaulding after she loses her husband kind of has to realize that and sees the world, sees a little bit of the society uh, of this town for what it is, yeah, which is white and privileged. And as as a woman, you know, this bank manager who's an asshole, such a dick, such a dick, and he's trying to to mansplain everything to her <laughs> and doesn't think that she can that she can do it. And that she has the Such strength. mansplaining. Yeah. And she, that's the yeah. other thing. You can't describe that as anything other than mansplaining. Oh, oh it's mansplaining. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just felt so bad for, uh, for for her when she goes to the bank and she has to have him show her how to fill out a check. That's yeah. that's That hit me really hard because I thought, oh, my God. Like they, yes. Because the man of the house does all that junk. Right. And you as a woman would never learn anything like that. Yeah, it is funny because I thought like, oh, can't people just learn how to write checks? Then I was like, yeah, when I was a no. kid, someone did show me. Like, it wasn't a thing that I did just know instantly. I was, I did have someone show me at right. one point. But oh. part of that was because I can't read the words. Right. Well, my mom, my mom showed me how to fill out a check when I got my bank account because I, I couldn't have a debit card. Right. Until I showed that I was responsible. Uh, and then I got a debit card and burned all my checks because why? <laughs> but, but don't you have to pay rent with them? I've never no. like paid rent with anything on the no, checks. No, I, in my I whole pay. Life. I pay my rent in cash. I prefer oh. to pay. I prefer to pay my rent in cash. Anyway, um, yeah. So uh, so she he begrudgingly shows her how to write a check, and she gets this idea in her head that she and Moses are going to plant this cotton and save the farm. Right. And as another idea to help her out, although I personally think he was trying to sabotage her in a, in a way. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the bank manager, yeah, the bank manager brings a border to the house, which her her house is so big and their farm is so big. I think having a border is a great idea. Right. I, it's like Airbnb your house, yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, of course, that's a good that's idea. That's one of the first sensible things that, that right. is brought up. I'm like, oh, God, yes, 100%. Yes. But the So the border that is brought to her is Mr. Will. Yes. Played by John Malkovich, who is blind. And it's... The Mr. Will is blind, not John Malkovich. Yeah, sorry. Mr. Mr. Will is blind. Uh, well, yeah. you said made sense. It was just in my ear. I was... Yeah. No. Oh. Keep going. <laughs> I think okay. most people know John Malkovich is not blind. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Mr. Mr. Will is blind. And I love how it's like, he goes blind during World War One, So mm-hmm. he is not someone who's born blind, which like, which is always interesting. I feel like we always mention that in every episode what if we find out which one if someone's born right, blind or not right. um so that like some of the stupid sighted people stuff i was like okay well at least i can well, like it, give it a little bit more credit yeah it totally because he's um he's looking at people directly most of the time when he is talking to somebody and i'm like oh okay but that's probably a holdover from his sighted days yeah there's so. like a few times where he does look at people there's sometimes he's like when he's moving i think he's better at the eye lines um, but when he's like talking to someone and sitting down, he's more likely to look at them, which, yeah, I mean, maybe because like, I'll do that just to make people not get stressed out because they, I, it looks like I'm paying attention to them. So even though it doesn't help me at all, to, it's not like I'm seeing them. It just helps the conversation flow better. So maybe could do that the one problem is he'd have to like he still has to guess because the assumption is he has no vision whatsoever mm-hmm. so he's supposed to figure out where they are even to do that fully because he's not going to have an exact sense of where they are but he, i don't know i guess you can have pretty close to a sense of where they are but yeah um yeah. 
so she she begrudgingly takes him in and of course he informs her I have I don't want to be here just as much as you don't want right. me here but it was either this or a home yeah and that just oh that just scares me I'm just I don't I'm, we, I don't think we have time to get into the, the full topic, but just the treatment of disabled people. Basically, yeah. you just ship them off to the the home, you know, the home for the yes. for the for the mentally unstable folks uh, or the, the mentally challenged folks. And uh, even though w- Mr. Will is, com- you know, completely in his right mind, has all the has mastery over all of his faculties. You know, he's right. he doesn't need well, to go like there. No one. No, to go the, are, to those places correct. it's yeah. truly like yeah. you know you give people are gonna fly as as big as their pen i don't know no 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 it's that makes this, any sense <laughs> i'm yeah i mean the state of the of the system is really not, problematic it's really problematic and, and it was even worse in the 1930s yeah yeah <laughs> and and worse in the 80s sort of i mean i think that like what's getting better is that people are starting to be like this shouldn't really be a thing oh yeah these <laughs> these people who who we shut out from society um they're people guys right. Hello? I mean, like shutting them out from society is not helping anyone and definitely not helping them and like the fact that so many of them have like like you know get into these like abuse there's just all these abuse allegations and then a lot of times which is you know the most horrific thing is like nothing comes at them but like everyone knows that there's abuse allegations and so many of them that you're like i don't know so much of a system is like abuse it's so fucking common for abuse to exist then like what is like we need to really know that we need this system before we let it i don't know i a lot of problems with it but yeah Yeah, well i mean i definitely don't want to see mr will go to a go to a home that would be yeah. that would be sad and luckily he doesn't because he ends up staying at at uh, mrs spaulding's house right and uh she yeah takes him on as her boarder and he can provide a little bit of money to help her pay the rent and he makes chairs which i thought was a really cool uh right, aspect of his character someone who does something he can he can he contributes to society well you look at that a blind person <laughs> capable of doing stuff i know what and the chairs that he's constantly making uh, look pretty cool. Yeah. They look like fine, sturdy chairs. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's always so weird. Like, what do people think that blind people can't do? It mm-hmm. is. I'm always like, what are you picturing that we're so incapable yeah. of doing? Well, exactly. also, also, kudos to John Malkovich. I mean, he uh, he makes these chairs. He's, he's seen shelling green beans in, in another scene. Uh, he's He is helping out in the kitchen. He's cooking, st- well, um, Taking things out, cooking things, making sure, you know, the food is is the way it should be. Uh, and, I mean, he's doing all of this without looking at yeah. things. He, he's, yeah, I mean, he's... I mean, but he, those he, things, he, like, you can do without looking. Yes. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. But that's the cool part of it. Yeah. He's, well, okay. He was incredibly comfortable. Yeah. Not looking at anything. It just, he just felt very natural. His Yeah, his performance is is just incredibly natural yeah well and then it's also nice that they just gave him anything to do because you have like you know the implication of having a blind character is incapable what i think is kind of funny is i guess he does some of the like almost the traditionally feminine jobs i mean i don't know if chair making would really qualify but like he like yeah it's his work it doesn't fit fully always into the 
the like bootstrapping plot like it's always like a little bit to the side of the bootstrapping um <laughs> plot of like the the um confield's you know uh mission to pick cotton and um and then he'll just yeah because he's like cooking making chairs like mm-hmm. it's not really specific like I, w- I was kind of expecting him to like have a certain thing that was like his thing within this like greater goal but they didn't really have that like it wasn't as concrete as that it was just like really we have um like uh Mose is the one who actually has like true skills that he's bringing to the table and like yeah. true like n- like knowledge that seems to be very helpful in like their greater mission and yeah. then the rest yeah. is like determination f- on the part of um Sally Fields's character mm-hmm. who's um uh Miss Spaulding Miss Spaulding and um and then we have Will who is just kind of just doing stuff around the house. But that's, he's contributing in his own way. I mean, yeah. if, I'm sure if he would have been, you know, and he goes, he goes to the cotton fields. I don't think you ever see him actually physically pick right. the cotton, but he's there. It's unclear, yeah, if that is what he, what you know, doing. is contributing. Or- right, doing whatever his job is, even if his job is just to provide chatter, you know, to keep, to keep everything going. I mean, at one point he brings his record player with his right. recordings for the blind, which I was so excited. I was like, that is so cool because I did not have a record player that did that, but I have, uh, I had talking books for the blind nice. and I'm not sure if it, if it became the, the same big thing. Well, yeah. The thing that was annoying me though, is that he was playing it on such a slow speed. Like, <laughs> like it was just like, I'm like, this is movie logic. No, no well-respected blind person would be listening to something well, so slow. I don't, I mean, if you speed up a record player, it gets really hard to understand if the, it depends on the, the quality of the recording of the record. But that's, I mean, that's what my grandfather would always do. It's like speed up, <laughs> speed things up so that it was so quick that you could understand it. Like, I don't that's mean, a, I mean, I have a good record playing blind person example, and I know that you could do that, which is why I'm like, yeah, all self-respecting blind people, <laughs> this is just so unrealistic. You would right. definitely have it on a faster speed, um, <laughs> but whatever, movie oh. people can't understand it well, if and, it's so slow. Right. Or and so fast. Exactly. And speaking of records, the, so <laughs> the kids sneak into his room when he first moves in, and they... Um, I don't know why they're so fascinated by this talking books for the blind thing. Yeah, but they're like really excited about it for some reason. Yeah, but they they listen to it and get spooked, and in doing so, they scratch the record. Well, because um, Miss Sally Fields, I, did she have a first name in the movie? Yes, and I think they say it once. Yeah, it's not said a lot. It, but she um, is Miss Spalding. Miss Spalding. <laughs> uh, she um. She calls them to dinner. Right. Which and that's why them. they yeah, freak out yeah. and are like, oh, we got to go because because yeah. they're not allowed to be in Will, Mr. Will's room. Right. So they already know that they're breaking the rule, not not just because they're playing the record player, but they're mm-hmm. just not supposed to be there at all. So. Right. And uh, we the, I'm saying all of this because there there's the, and this is just crazy that this keeps happening. There's a scene where he goes to confront Miss Spaulding and she's just trying to chill and take a bath after a long ass day. Yeah. So we have yet another scene with a blind person. Here actually. Oh good I thought you'd pull this. Yes. Yeah. So this is um, when we have Sally Fields is actually in the bath and um, 
And we have um, Mr. Will. Um, Who comes to confront her about the record. Yeah, and he just like runs in. And the assumption, I guess, even though you can hear the splashing, is that he doesn't realize she's in the bath. Um, Yeah, I guess not. (laughs) Like, he seems like he's like can hear things most of the time, but I don't know. Um, But here is uh, that confrontation. Mrs. Spaulding? Yes, Mr. Will, I'm right here. Mrs. Spaulding, believe me. If I had any place else to go tonight besides the state home for the infirm, I would gladly leave right now. Now, when I came here, all I asked was to be left alone. I am not some kind of freak that is here on display for the amusement of those hooligans you call children. And I what? will not have them vandalizing well, my wait personal Wait a minute, now, wait property. a minute. I will not have you come in my Look house and talk about my it's children rude. like that. They are not hooligans and they are not vandals. They are well-brought-up children. You can't just walk into my Fine. house. He splashes the water and then realizes. Fine. Whatever they are, you just keep them out of my room. <laughs> and then he. That's all right, I'll get that. Falls into something and. Um, here, I'll cut it there, but she's like, oh, the door is on the left. Right, and he finds his way to the to the door. Yeah. I mean, I suppose we have to start somewhere because it that makes the scene where he actually saves the little girl in the in the tornado more worthwhile. I mean, he, or more, uh, makes it have more weight because he, right. he truly does come to love the family. Yeah. Also, hooligans is such an adorable thing. Hooligans and I love how offended she word. gets. Yeah. I feel like hooligans is one of those words that's lost a lot of menace <laughs> over time. Like, it is very, um, it feels very silly now. So <laughs> I, like, can't imagine saying it with a straight face. I just love that that's, like, the one. You, the people are throwing around the N-word all the time, but that's the word. She's like, oh, hooligans. She freaks out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> dare you (laughs) it's like the least (laughs) Um, also i mean oh my god john malkovich is one of those actors who has such an interesting voice to me yeah always just it's he's a beautiful voice and but it's he speaks in almost a monotone but it's it's, very monotone not a monotone it's so hard to describe it's it's it's, he's he's one of those people i would honestly i'd listen to him read the phone book yeah, is it? She's so interesting sounding. It's true. It does feel sort of monotone, mm-hmm. but then like, but it's not that he doesn't emote with his inflections. It's more just like almost the pacing is very even, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it is. It's kind of funny. I mean, it it does sort of work with the blind character. I don't know. I feel like, I yeah. For some reason, it kind of felt like it fit in with him being blind Mm -hmm. like it worked with that i don't know um yeah but yeah and he wasn't i mean at the first scene we see him he's like says nothing for so long and so i was like they know this is a blind character right (laughs) blind people talk like he's just sitting there quietly for a good like seven minutes right well and they that's probably they do that they do that fantastic thing that my parents still do to me and it drives me up the fucking wall they talk about him as though he's not there he's always talked about in the third person yeah and he's it's never you're never addressing that person and it's like i'm right here and i think that's his first line in the movie Yes, Isn't I it? believe so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some, something along, along yeah, those yeah, lines. Yeah, he like calls a, them out on it, which I'm like, yes, please. Like he's yes, sitting here, so you know what it is. Yeah, yeah, he's sitting right here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
I almost forgot it was John Malkovich until he opened his mouth and spoke. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's him immediately. <laughs> his hair is also so distinctive and he's wearing a hat at the beginning, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, it is kind of weird to meet a blind character. And this is the second time we've had a blind character just being dropped off at someone's house in the last <laughs> few weeks. Oh, and another time, the whole reason <laughs> the whole reason I wanted to bring up that scene is another time where we have a blind character and... <laughs> Site who are just, just naked. There's so a, a naked woman yeah. and a blind man. And that's like, this the is, whole this thing. This is a thing. This is so weird. Yeah. We're really getting into. I, I feel like the, there's some blind tropes that I feel like only by doing this podcast can we ever uncover like <laughs> some weird, just random things. That is so weird. Why don't we have that? Like in the dark should have that in the reverse, right? But it does. It kind of oh, doesn't. Oh, I know, right? No, no, that's never yeah, been that's done. Yeah, that's never done in in the dark. What, what well, is maybe, this? Maybe it will be. We just haven't gotten there yet. I don't. I don't know. I mean, not really. It's almost like they do the opposite. It is because the writers the blind writers on that show aren't stupid. But it would part. be more fun if the genders were reversed. Mm-hmm. Or not, sorry, not genders. What am I saying? It would yeah, be more yeah. fun if it was like, I mean, I guess gender roles. I mean, we're all, t- I guess all the characters that were probably talking about, especially in the two movies, this movie and Treasure Blind, they're all cis characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But Although, didn't didn't you Oh, kinda... no, not Treasure Blind. Sorry, we were talking about Blind. It was the other thing. Yeah, Treasure sorry. Blind. Tre- yeah. They, why are they all blind in them, too? Uh, it's confusing. Although, honestly, I, I would bet and you. Dating. Yeah. I would bet you dollars to donuts. That Mr. Will is like he, I I honestly think he's gay, or he had the potential. He to He definitely be gay. seems like he is, yeah. Or I, like I really really thought he was. I yeah, he's kind of like it is. It's kind of like the. I feel like it's more quintessentially an aunt thing, like the queer aunt. Yes, like yeah. spinster yeah. aunt. Mm-hmm. That's um, he's yeah. He, he, there's, why don't we have one of those? I guess it's like half that for the uncle, but it's not. It's that's not as much of a thing. Well, he's not seen as a character that could you know be sexual. Exactly. Be, yeah, bisexual. He's just you know he's just there and he's happy making his chairs and I mean, cooking the food and. There aren't a lot of characters where they're sex. It's not a very like the sexuality is all in the no, dumb B no, plot that yeah, we don't care no, no, about. No, no, no. This the, the sexuality is not what this movie wants to talk about, and I'm I'm fine with that. I'm just saying, like as an, as an have, observation, right? We have a very we have a bunch of characters that get like problematic sexual things overlaid onto them unfairly. Like all of the characters are the three you know main characters of the mm-hmm. Motley Crew. They're all like. You know, com- like uh, groups of people, they are part of groups of people that have been given like problematic sexual. Uh, I mean, I don't want to, I can't really say anything because it's all different, you know, like, like women get objectified and like being a black man, you're going to like, uh, be especially objectified. That, yeah, well, you're going to be objectified now. And then you're also like seen as a threat as like, that's another Well, It's like one or the other, I guess. And women, yeah. I guess well, it's all a threat. You're, you're seen as a threat, but you're also seen as inferior. Yeah. Which is just. Ah, uh, it just that gets me. It's so it's so weird. And then you have the blind person who's infantilized. Yes, exactly. Or can be. Yeah. yeah. But it's all yeah. kind of problematic. Mm-hmm. But I I like the way that this seamless family comes together because nobody has to um well will at least no nobody has to prove I don't why they should be there. 
I guess Mr. Will sort of does just in that he's like, well, yeah. I mean but it, but like but you know just in that neither of them want it so it's not like he's being put upon to like mm-hmm. prove his worth or anything it's just like right. it's just kind of like a abled white man um saying I'm gonna decide what's best for all you mm-hmm. people you know it's mm-hmm. one of those scenarios which yeah. which Let's, isn't as problematic as right. making the disabled person prove their worth like that'd be more problematic but I mean and I'm I'm not gonna lie like it felt it felt very homey to spend time with Mrs. Spaulding and her kind of gang of misfits yeah or her uh, gang isn't the right word but family her family her family of misfits yeah it is fun because i that's definitely like a good um like i wouldn't be serotonin no i don't know for me i always like appreciate that it's always just very fun to watch that kind of movie it weirdly almost didn't feel like it fully got to like put the like hitting those pleasure centers entirely like it was it was always just kind of like skirting the like really fun aspects of that because there was so there was all this other garbage that we had to deal with we might as well just mention it now so there's her sister also miss spalding's sister also lives in town margaret and she's friends with, and her husband, and she's friends with Violet and her husband. And there's this whole, like, crazy affair going on between the four of these people. Right. And this is a whole plot, and it goes nowhere, and it's boring, and I don't care. And it's like we were saying at the beginning, very hard to follow. It's I mean, so I feel like we kind of don't even need to talk about it no, at all. No, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I don't care because I checked out during those parts of the movie. I did not care. Yeah, it, it does it. And it's there's not a lot of connective tissue. Like you're always like waiting for it to be mm-hmm. super relevant to mm-hmm. the other plot. There's, and it just never does. There's no connective tissue. The only yeah. thing the is only, the sister. Right. The, is this is the sister. That's the only right. thing that connects the, them together. That's it. And I don't understand why it's there and why we had to spend so much time on it. And it's stupid when when I want to watch this incredibly compelling story about these three people who've been kind of thrust together and are trying to save Mrs. Spaulding's farm. Right. Yeah, it is kind of interesting because I if you cut all that out, though, I mean, it's a sort of long movie. I mean, you technically mm-hmm. could have a theatrical release like um length of a movie if you just cut out that entire subplot I think I mean I don't know for sure but it feels like you would probably still have a like a future running time with that um if you cut it all out so part of me but I guess it would be like still probably like 120 or an hour and 20 minutes um it's it's gonna be a long movie no matter what you do it's because it, it's a long movie. Well, if you cut out that entire subplot, mm. but you could get it down to like an hour and a half. But like, yeah, so, which is like, yeah. you know, that works. I think there's also like, I don't know. I did kind of feel like the main plot. I was trying to figure out if it was missing something. Oh, like, I can I can tell you what it's missing. A fucking ending. That's what it's missing. The movie solves all of these problems for, for the most part. It creates one major problem and then it solves all of the problems and or does it question mark and then it ends it just ends it's done well we have like that it creates a poem of racism at the end also right okay so so the the cotton has been has been harvested and and sally field to her credit has gotten down there with the best of them and has run herself ragged and is harvesting this cotton the kids are doing it uh 
uh, Mo- Moses is doing it, and, and he's mean, he's got some he's hired some hands to help do it. And yeah, can I just say you get like you're you're like we need to get workers really bad. We have no money, so let's get a bunch of black people to come pick cotton, like see if we can pay them anything, which is a problem. And then we'll also have our chi- children do it. Like when you really sit down and think about that entire aspect of it, like they do pay the laborers, but it's like the idea is like, oh, if only we didn't have to pay them <laughs> because that oh, costs I money. I didn't get that. At, <laughs> that's interesting. I didn't get that at all. Well, I mean, it's a... They don't say, like, they're not saying, like, the problem is that we have to pay them. But the thing is that they're, like, the, one of the plot problems is that they have, they do have to pay them. <laughs> you know, like, their problem would be solved if they didn't have to pay the people who yeah, are working but if in the cotton fields. if they didn't pay them, they would be slaves. Well, that's my point. It's, like, it is, it just feels like part of the movie is, like, the implication is, if only we had slavery, then the entire plot would be solved and we would be and this and everyone in this movie would be happy like it does kind of imply that when you think about it for like more than a minute okay when you think about it but i absolutely do not think that 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 that's implied at all she well i don't think they think it's implied i I, got that though okay that's that's (laughs) fine i did not but because I, I, she wants to pay these these men and women, and I think she's going to make right, good on it. She does want to pay them, and it isn't that she doesn't pay them. And it's not, I don't think that the characters are saying that. I think more from the meta level of thinking about the plot of the movie, you've mm. created a problem that basically, like, literal slavery, like, technically solved the problem of your movie, like, well, quote, unquote. This, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. And see, and that's that's where it gets hard, because that's where you step into the, the white savior territory. Because, I mean, she... You know, she serves, she serves them all breakfast. She gives, she's going to pay them. She, she gets down on her hands and, you know, I I think the only reason why this is, this kind of sort of works and isn't just a movie like The Help where it is a white savior story. I mean, yeah, that movie is all about a white savior is because she gets down on her hands and knees and works herself raw and her children do the same thing you know she she Which, wants like, this again child labor is I know, also i know, I know. <laughs> but they're all lose their house sky come on well i know but that's like <laughs> but it is kind of like i think what the problem i have with it is the is the 80s ronald reagan bootstrapping thing because it's like the bootstrapping mm-hmm. narrative if you think about it harder it's like yeah you're right slavery and child labor does solve the problem you know it makes well, it easier to bootstrap it's it's, it's, it's the american dream if you right. She's like, we're going to do this. We're going to start a farm. We're going to plant cotton. We're going to harvest that cotton. Profit. It's like, it, it's the it's the American dream. And it's right. basically saying, oh, no matter what, the American dream will work. Even, even in the Great Depression, the American dream still prevailed. Well, we all know, especially today, the American dream is bullshit. Right. And, it's, and in the Great Depression, like, yeah, the movie is also pretty unrealistic. That's like, because they keep being like, People who have been growing cotton for a very long time have had to sell their farm. People who, like, the husband is working all the time have had to, like, their house has gone into foreclosure. Right. Moses, like, how are you going to yeah, do this? Yeah. And it's never really explained how she's going to do it. Moses needs Moses needs Miss um, Spaulding because, yeah, Moses can't just say, I want to buy a farm and I want to buy cotton seed and I want to make my own business. That's because Moses, because of the color of his skin, doesn't have access to the American dream. Right. He has to get it through 
Miss Spaulding. Now, granted, they become friends and family, and I honestly thought she was gonna, they were gonna fall in love, but uh, they didn't. I was pleasantly surprised. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I did not think that. I really thought that she was gonna fall for him or Will. I wasn't sure. But no, yeah. no, this is the eighties. <laughs> you can't have multi like you. First of all, blind person's not sexual, and a multiracial right. couple not happening. Right. In a, no. In an Oscar, you know, film. No, that wasn't the story that that they wanted to tell but yeah yeah, i mean so i mean it's not the story hollywood wants to right that is true i mean i guess we have watched movies where blind characters fall in love but it's like mr will is so obviously not supposed to play that in this movie Mm -hmm. in hollywood especially like oscar movies i'm I'm, like especially like hard on them because they've been historically really ableist um they tend to not even like part of like god yeah movies that are just like oh it's a bird like you know disability is a burden on people but you know good abled people will look past that or i don't know yeah it's it's not that but he's also not a character that is as integral to the plot like it's also like he doesn't do enough that makes him need to be to I function mean, other than he, obviously he's paying well money okay to live there yes that's true but i mean he ends up saving possum in the tornado that's true. right 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 that's the the moment where we're like he has a purpose right well that and he uh oh my gosh so after they after they um and I know we're kind of skipping over the tornado, but it's it's a it's a plot point. It isn't really right. their their house That's is all you have to their do. house he is saves, fine. He saves <laughs> and, and he the, saves kid the little the, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is is really cool because it's kind of a harrowing scene, but uh, yeah, he yeah. he does it, and she has to help him down the stairs, and it's it's great. And they make it to the storm cellar. Uh, the other the other thing that he does the ma- one other major thing is he saves Moses from the clan. So the cotton has been harvested. Everything is is great. And Funny you'd mention that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, you're perfect. Yeah. <laughs> we have a clip. I had to, like, do a little bit of cutting it mm. um, just because there are, like, a few moments where you have a bunch of silence and you kind of have to, like, navigate around that a little bit. So it's, like, it might be a little choppy, but I was, like, I don't want to play something that's three minutes long. Right, um, right. Okay. But this is, like, mm. we've had... we I. We've already had a scene where the two of them are in, like, the shed. They, and yeah, they were working on stuff. Right. Yeah, and, and then Mr. Will, I think it's Mr. Will. I'm just going to say Mr. every time. Um, <laughs> hears something. Mm-hmm. And Moses is like, what? I didn't hear anything. Um, and And you're like, this is a blind character. So obviously something is going on outside. But also I was like, I'm a blind person. And the Foley person forgot to like do any sound effects. Cause oh, there's good. literally none. Okay, good. I'm <laughs> glad I wasn't the only one. Cause I was like, wait a minute. Like I, I respect that, that his hearing is very sensitive. Yeah. But, but I'm, I'm also like, blind. I didn't hear anything. What is going on? Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, our, yeah. Our, our, our blind people just real good at sensing clan members. Is that a skill that we have that I didn't know about? Yeah, I think so. And I guess like the fact that they're beating him up is, why that's Tom why Malkovich knows that yes because clan he, members he, he well yeah and he hears moses screaming because he's getting beaten up. yeah Mose, keep out of this mr will this ain't none of your business you move away from him right now put that thing away mr will before you hurt somebody god damn now and 
They grab things from the floor and throw them. Yeah, they figure out that he's, well, not figure out, they know he's blind. So they're going to pull the wool over his eyes. Right. And he starts shooting in random directions. Right, wherever they put the thing. Hold it, Mr. Willow. We don't have any quarrel with you. Why are you doing this to him? You got the wrong man, Mr. Will. I ain't Thompson. That's Mr. Thompson. I've been selling him brooms for years. Sure as you're Mr. Shaw. And that's Mr. Simmons over there by the barn. All right, boys, that's us going home. So I would have cheered out loud if I could have, but I was. It was really late last night when I was watching this, and my housemate was asleep. But I was so happy. I'm like, oh, of course, this town is so tiny. Everybody knows everybody. Them. Yeah. Which okay, yeah. so a few things. First of all, are sighted people really that dumb that they can't recognize people's voices? I've always wondered about that with the Ku Klux Klan. It's like, really, is that enough to hide? It feels like voices. They're, I guess maybe it's a blind person thing. Well, but. they're they're not focused. I mean, they I, they probably think that you know Mr. Will is blind and inferior, and he wouldn't he would never have come out there to try and rescue Moses. But also, they're not thinking like a blind person. You yeah. know, if you're trying to disguise yourself from a blind person. Who cares what you're wearing? You have to describe. You have to disguise your voice. Your voice, right? Of course, they, they're not going to do that, right? Which is, I mean, but I'm, I'm always just like, I guess. I mean, I think it's probably true that sighted people can't recognize voices as well. But I'm always just like, why? You can still hear. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't know. I wouldn't say that like all sighted people can't recognize voices as good as a blind person but i think blind people have, I think the, we have just an might advantage be better because we're yeah. i mean that's true we do have an advantage because it is just more it's just more rel- we just need to be able to do that because that's how we recognize people at all so you know it's important to have that skill um but that but that's just the thing with the Ku Klux Klan I've never understood because just as a blind person, I'm like, yeah, you're just covering your face. But then the other thing on top of that is like, yeah, but like in the South, there's like, you know, the sheriff. The, I mean, I guess maybe not this sheriff, but like <laughs> most of the time, the police force and the judges. And like, you know, if you want like if you want to find some of the Ku Klux Klan in, in that era, like oh, especially, but like yeah. also it's probably still they're, today they're in some parts of the South. Like, yeah, yeah, they're around. They're just the people in power, basically. So mm-hmm. it's not it's. You know, it's not like they're hiding that much. Um, I, I just love that they give up so easily. Yeah, they're like, oh, oh, fuck. He knows. Right. Oh, no. He knows where we are. Bye. We're right. going we're gonna to go home. The we're idea not. that that was enough. It was so <laughs> It's dumb. great. I, I loved it. I, I loved it. Because once you take once you take the identity, once you know who's under that stupid costume, they have no power. They but have they no do. power. They're like they, they're the cops and the judges. And the- I know, I know. So there's and it's and that's hard because there's probably nothing. We don't we don't know how this this plot thread ends because there's probably nothing Mr. Will can do um, to go up against these people because well, they mean, are they are in, the authority figures. But right, but in this world apparently there is like by knowing them, which is like which is also because we do have most leaves. Yeah, Mose decides that he doesn't want to bring any any more trouble, and uh, and he leaves. He he decides to to leave the family. But okay, also here's the thing. Um, this is something I should have brought up a, a while ago, but I didn't. <laughs> she has him living 
in the shed, which he has refurbished and like made livable. Right. But she has him living in the shed next to the barn the whole time that he's with her. And I'm like, he's the reason why you have your house, why you have everything that you have. You yeah. can't give him a fucking bed in your house. What what even is that? Well, I d- he's like she's he's not he's, he's not your slave a lot of work for her and i don't know what the arrangement is in the end but like at the beginning he was like i'll help you out for room and board right but room and board and in, in her house i mean well no. i think the implication was not because i think he at the beginning is the one who says there's a shed He's like, I would stay in the shed, I think. I thought that was, like, his it's, idea before she invites him to no, stay. She, she, she brings up the shed. That was, oh, uh, this maybe. is after, oops, damn it. This was after that she says that he can stay. She she brings up the shed. There's a shed right. behind the barn. I, yeah, I don't. He seems awfully, like, I mean, and maybe this was, gung-ho. yeah, and maybe this was, she was still mad at him because he, he stole from her. I mean, she does say, if you ever steal from me again. I'll yeah. shoot you myself. The power dynamics are like, I don't know, a lot of things in the movie. It's like, it seems inspirational, but then like, if you once, pause it and think for 30 yeah, seconds, you're like, oh, yeah. this is kind of problematic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what does Mo, you know, what does Moses get out of this? Nothing. Nothing. He and leaves, then he has to leave because he's like scared he's going to die. Right. He And he leaves with nothing. Right. I mean, she, well, I think she tries to give him money and, and he won't. He won't take it. But yeah, this is so the 80s. Like it is it is actually truly problematic. Like capitalism is a fucked up thing. And like the movie industry, like actually, I feel like owes us a lot more like actually thinking about how problematic capitalism is. And this movie does none of that. It's like, yeah, go capitalism. Everyone loves it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's and then the movie just ends. Yes, they they the 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 couple that said they were gonna move out of town moves out of town, and uh, they all this last scene of the movie is all of them in church, and we realize because it kind of threw me for a loop for for a split second, but we realize that uh, Miss Spalding, the her two children, and Mister Will are all in church, but you see that Moses, uh, Danny Glover's character, her husband, and Roy, the 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 boy that was that was killed, the the two of them that were killed at the beginning of the movie are also there. Right. And the last shot of the film is we pan over to them in the church pew, and they smile. I feel and like then, we're really using your Christianity knowledge in the last few weeks because <laughs> um, I'm gonna send it over to Melissa's Christian Corner. Oh, Do you oh, want to give God. any context to this? Well, if you think about communion in the scene, I mean, communion, you're you're accepting the blood and body of of Jesus and you are being forgiven for your sins. Yeah. Um but yeah, in in church. So we see this whole town and I'm I again, I can't recognize anybody's faces except for our I main know. characters. But we I'm we see this the church and I'm assuming everybody who's in the town is in this church. Clan members, not clan members, uh, you know, right. they're they're all there and they're all taking this holy sacrament. They're all they're all being all of their sins are being washed away. They're all repenting. That's a good moral. It's like the Ku Klux Klan, they should be able to exist equally as black people that are also like technically dead. 
Wow. <laughs> and they should all be, um, just have no sins whatsoever, because why would you have sins in the Ku Klux Klan? Yeah, I think the, the yeah, I, no. <laughs> I think the more general uh, moral is, we're all human, we're all people, we're all one person people under under the same roof and when you look at it all of our struggles are human struggles and all and all of our pain is human pain and yeah i know i know it's bullshit and the it's a it's a terrible ending nothing is resolved so unearned it's and it's uh, yeah and i think why we're struggling with this too is that because i was like is this a metaphor for anything like it just felt so it's 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 a metaphor but i don't but is it like is it a metaphor for like anything that makes sense given the movie? Forgiveness, I would I guess. But the movie isn't really about forgiveness at all. I mean, like it's just vaguely part of the beginning, I guess, of the the like Danny Glover stuff, like that the kid is bad cuz like but that stuff is all like resolved pretty early on in the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there really isn't a lot after that that's about forgiveness, other if other than like them forgiving the well, KKK, okay. the, which is not a good moral. Right. The last, <laughs> the last scene, the church scene, honestly feels kind of theatrical because I mean this is a theater convention that's done uh, a lot in shows. The cool thing about theater is you can have, uh, you know, you can have characters that have died. Uh, come back, you know, come back on stage for for a scene, and it it makes sense because you're that's well, just you're you're in I mean, a theater. Movies and TV do that too. Well, yeah, that's true. That, so yeah, so it it just yeah, but it it just felt really theatrical uh, yeah. for for a last. Well, because it's like one space, and you're just. But it is also kind of you're just doing a long, 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 long tracking shot, mm-hmm. and yeah, and you're supposed to for a very long time. I'm like, oh, which mm-hmm. one is this person? Which one is this person? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's acceptance, I guess, also acceptance. But it's of... it's still crap. It's because what are you what are you accepting? Um, right. Oh, oh, the, the clan exists and that there's yeah. racism in the world. Oh, okay, great. Well, we're just gonna <laughs> yeah, move on with yeah. our lives. It's like I and think do that's nothing. part of the problem, guys. I think that is you're kind of actually pinpointing the problem that's not yeah. inspirational. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, so I guess Moses moves on. Her husband is still dead. The the one who the person who shot him is still dead. Uh and it's just Miss Spalding, her kids, and Mr. Will, and they're just gonna get through. I guess I'm mad because there's so many loose ends that are left hanging. Yeah. And it's just I feel angry because I spent two hours of my life for that ending right well it's just like so yeah because i think part of it is you're like what is this about why does this like i just do not think it even it just doesn't even feel like it's in the right movie like i don't know even treasure blind ended the exact same way and for some reason it just felt at least a little bit more like yeah we were we were coming i mean it was a jesus movie so maybe that helped it a little bit to like end that way right but you know that like the the father and the son have a cab company and that's what they're going to do and the right um, no it is like much more like concise you know wrapping it up and it feels like it makes sense because the movie is like that movie was going to like finding Jesus and so this Mm -hmm. was kind of and you had different characters where this was the focal point uh, coming together in a way that Mm -hmm. made logical sense whereas this one you're just like why are they there we've never seen this church before like we don't know why we're seeing it that's not true we see the church multiple times oh Um, is it like when is it, it is it's a focal point of the movie 
will have a there there are scene transitions and it's the church or the church bells or people pass by the church. Um, this but is. But do also, we see the interior at all? Yeah. Well, I think we see it one other time. Yes. When? At, For, the, at his funeral. Oh, I forgot that the funeral is. In, yep, the church. in the church. I thought because, it was one of the ones in the house. There's so many like gatherings at right, houses. Because the food and stuff. No, because you see that you see his funeral in the church and then you see Roy's funeral, which is just kind of right, outside. Right, which is outside. Yeah. I remember yeah. Roy's funeral, but the, well, because the church is just one of the many times where you just see yeah. a room full of white people yes, like yes. just mulling about. Totally. <laughs> you're not really yeah. sure why you're there. Yeah. But this, yeah, but the church is a focal point for the, for the town, basically. Right. Yeah. But it's, so, I mean, like, my eyes were such that I truly just didn't understand where, like, it, wa- it was only in the last scene that I had any context it was a church. Like, I did not realize we were ever in a church before gotcha, that. Other gotcha. than, like, yeah, the bells are ringing, but that's also, like, ambiance. Sure. That, yeah. You know, you don't, like, it's yeah. like the call to prayer doesn't mean you've seen a mosque. Like, you know. You are, you are <laughs> correct. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, yeah, you're 100% correct. But, yeah, I just... I guess what I wanted is I wanted that scene because you get the goodbye between um, Miss Balding and Moses, but you never, I wanted the scene. I want, I guess I wanted to see him leave, but I don't know. I don't know if that's what I wanted. I don't want this. <laughs> the only thing I know for sure is I don't want this. Well, I don't want what we got. Yeah. I mean, I think like it's hard. I mean, I guess we can transition in this discussion into like what we would change about the movie Mm. but like I think yeah I think it is just that you Mm. it's yeah it's the combination of not knowing what it has to do with the rest of the movie and also feeling like it's unearned and there are like those yeah yeah, those loose ends yeah because we have the clan stuff and then he's like I gotta go by and then the movie just ends yeah, it's also like it's a big swing that like it's really it feels like it's setting a high bar because that is such a cheesy dumb ending that's kind of cliche too that you're kind of just like you got to really work to make this feel good you know to make yeah, this feel right yeah. like this is kind of not a good way to end a movie ever and yeah. so like you really have to prove to me that this is the right way to end this movie this, this and was, they do not do that right this was a, <laughs> this was a coda that neither of us really wanted and I think what would have been better is if she you know if we see a scene of Miss Spaulding sending Moses off you know or something or and then yeah. you know they're there they have their cotton they have their money there they save the farm you know because we I honestly forgot if they had saved the farm or not because it's just not even talked about it's like oh yeah, yeah. we sold the cotton okay next scene right I'm like they wait do a minute like wait the a minute. American dream plot entirely but then at the end they don't even bother doing the full payoff of it mm-hmm. which like I think for me at that point I'm already like yeah I would have already I would just be going to a completely different locate like the movie kind of veered into a direction I just never would have taken this movie if I was writing it, because I, because once it starts being the American dream, being really the focal point, that's when I'm like, well, I wouldn't make a movie like that. So I think for me at that point, it was so far away from the thing <laughs> I would do that I could, I was no longer able to be like, how would I end this movie? Because I'm like, why did we have the Ku Klux Klan at the very, you know, like there was just so many things at that point that it, that had kind of racked up for me that I had kind yeah. of lost faith I mean, in it. Yeah, the clan came out of nowhere. I'm like, if you were going to do this, I needed you to do this much earlier right. in, in the movie. Because this is, you kind of like just... evoke things that you would assume the clan was for. Like, we have a lynching. 
mm-hmm. but like the clan is not present for no, that. No, yeah, the, I don't. Even, I'm not sure if the words Ku Klux Klan are said anywhere in in the film. Are they not? I don't. I, don't I mean, remember. you have like when you have a, a clan member in full garb, you're kind of. I feel you don't, you don't, don't even to need say to say it. it. No, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. I mean, they they appeared on the screen, and it's it's at night, and so it's it's oh stark. God. I mean, they look terrifying that was the one time i was did make a very audible noise i was like yeah. oh my god <laughs> yeah oh me me too the abs- absolute same because i just knew I, I just i was like moses is dead there's they're going to beat the shit out of him and they're going to hang him and he's going to be dead and that's not what happened and i'm very much grateful that that's not what happened i think it's awesome that mr will came to his to his rescue yeah the when he was going out like but way before we see the clan i was just like why is he the one going out like cuz the likelihood of it being no a ra- like some racist <laughs> Like, the likelihood of him being the target of this attack is so high that I was just like, don't go outside in the dark. Yeah, but but you have to defend your family. These two men have worked together now for the entire summer. No, They've, no, I mean, like, the know. fact that that he, um, that Danny Glover, like, goes out because... Oh, I see. John I see, I see. heard no, a sound. I know, I know. It's nighttime. You heard it. You Apparently, you've heard a sound. Like, you're not... I don't think he should dismiss will you know mr will and say oh whatever that's nothing da-da-da. but he went out alone unarmed yeah. you know at night in the south and like, the 1930s. He's a bla- like he's a black man if anyone is like you know yeah i mean we have a a widow in the house that like people no one's coming in the middle of the night to like beat up the widow like that's not how power dynamics work like even if she is like going to be mansplained when she tries to like figure out how to write a check like that that's the kind of shit she deals with it's like the black man who's gonna get like you know killed in the middle of the night (laughs) you know i I think this this is when we have to call like screenwriter shenanigans like this is just and they it could have a, at least mm. made a noise in the foley. I was so mad yes. about that. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. I mean, mostly, yeah, mostly I, I would excise the the other, the B plot because it's just not worth anything. Yeah, definitely take that it's, out. She, the sister maybe can have like one or two scenes or whatever. And then I don't care if we ever see her again. Yeah, if she's in it, also give her, I mean, I think it's like the contrast that she has a husband. But like, make, like lean into that, yeah. like lean into the fact that this is, you know, kind of a, you know, why, what a, having a husband in this era looks right. like. And the right. affair really actually makes that more, like muddies the water. Like don't well, have him having an affair. Like see her having problems that an affair doesn't really make that much sense to me. Like you would want to see how a woman can still be subjugated with a, with dealing with a mm-hmm. husband mm-hmm. as opposed to just like an affair, which doesn't feel like, right. I don't know. And, and I'm not saying that anyone in the B plot is a bad actor because they're not I mean they they have a really um they're fine very charged scene you know where where she has to confront him about the affair and she slaps him and I mean it's all it's all well done and it's very believable the boring scenes of a different Mm. movie yes exactly that's a that's a very good way to put it I don't want them there I we can we can just get rid of that yeah definitely (laughs) that that can that can go away yeah Um. I'm yeah, it's with Mr. Wilde, what do we mm-hmm. want to change about his character? I want more of him. Yeah. To be honest, I thought John Malkovich's performance was charming and incredibly affable and I enjoyed, you know, even when he was yelling about the hooligans, <laughs> I I enjoyed spending time with him and every time he was on screen even for a moment, just seeing him like making a chair or you know, being in the kitchen or just being capable and 
uh, competent and knowing knowing what he wants. And ha- I very much enjoyed him. Yeah, I think if you had, I mean, if all three of them had a little bit more kind of moments of like using the specific skills they had being marginal being part of marginalized groups mm-hmm. like i feel like a lot of times the ins what we were supposed to find inspiration which obviously inspirational you already have a problem but like you know the thing that was exciting was like oh look it's like a black man who's acting like a you know a white person <laughs> you know like that he's the one running the you know the con fields and there's a woman who's like she's the one who's working in the field and like running a business you know it was, it was it all felt very assimilation like that they weren't ever using like the skills that they had being part of a marginalized group it always felt like look they can also be part of like do the things that the people in power can do as opposed to ever acknowledging that like maybe that's not the right thing to strive for you know maybe them having their own talents and using their own talents as opposed to like us just kind of I guess and we also have to kind of take it on faith that they're like pretty good at doing the stuff that you wouldn't expect them to be good at doing like you're just like oh yes she like picks cotton you're like wait we don't like really get to see any sort of transition into her like being like overworked laborer she just kind of has to i don't know it definitely romanticized like the oppression of capitalism and that i think that is a problem (laughs) well it kind of sort of almost for me at least romanticized the depression just a little bit i mean there was Hollywood does that it's yeah there were multiple times in the movie i'm just like wow i really want to be in that kitchen i want to live i want to live in that farm i want to eat her food i want to hang out with mr will and moses and the kids and i i want to just be there i cannot say that i want to pick cotton because that's no, just that's not look i fun. do not want to do that but i mean if i had to save the farm you bet i'm yeah. gonna get on my hands and knees and i'm gonna pick some cotton but my back is hurting today and i truly think <laughs> oh, just watching that movie hurt was, my back it was rough yeah. i mean she i guess that is another plus for the movie is they don't make it look easy it's rough it's hard work it's hours in the sun you know yeah. with, with and if you were enslaved you know no breaks it's yeah. You were treated terribly. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, no one wants to be there. It does make you think automation good. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> just a net, yeah. net positive in the world. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, um, at least, at least, you know, Mrs. Spaulding, I'm sure, I don't know if she took breaks, but I'm sure she probably offered people breaks. She fed everybody. You know, they all had their own homes to go home to or whatever. Theoretically. It, the, I mean, theoretically, I don't she's know. paying them. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, I, and and part of it is, you know, that is a plot point that she does need to pay them. Um, you know, mm-hmm. that's, it's part of it. It's just like, I think it's like trying to, all, I don't know, maybe it's like trying to skirt the stuff that we're talking about. Like it just doesn't, it just really does not want to deal with slavery as an idea because that's going to really mess up the plot like they have to like rework the plot if you really are thinking too hard about slavery (laughs) so it kind of is like to this it's always like a little bit to the side of thinking about slavery in reality and then like the Ku Klux Klan like almost it's not the deus ex machina because if you live in the world you know that it (laughs) exists so it's not a deus ex machina (laughs) but like it it is sort of out of like left field in a way like it doesn't feel totally earned um and it's 
Yeah, it just kind of like it feels like it also hits too many like Hollywood and kind of like American narrative things. And it but it doesn't always earn them either. So it kind of just like I don't know. It it is it is kind of forgettable. It does a good job of um of creating a period piece. I feel like that mm-hmm. it does well. It's I on think... film, so it just looks like it could be of made any time. Oh yeah, de- definitely. I th- well, I think that maybe my next step personally is I need to, I mean, you read movie reviews. I think I need to find movie reviews, but I need to find people of color talking about this movie. There probably isn't any. It's the 80s and oh, most of the stuff were from when it came out. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe I can find something. Maybe. But yeah, I would be curious uh, to what to know what a person of color would would get out of this or what how what they would think we need a sister it. podcast that's just able <laughs> people of color talking about the same movie well you know those those podcasts already exist there's a there's a bunch of really good ones that has so to just maybe, be the same movies that we're watching yeah though. so maybe i should just write to them <laughs> i don't know i don't know but, i mean this yeah. this this movie I mean, I guess if you're being a completist of all movies with black characters, so that's a much longer running podcast than this one. There's a lot more of those than ones with blind characters. Um, <laughs> so um, it doesn't feel like a really a co- cornerstone movie. I mean, it is like an Oscar movie. So I feel like it probably comes up mostly in that context. Yeah. Like, I mean, and I can I can see why Sally Field won the Oscar. You know, yeah. she... It's it's a really great performance. It's a really solid performance. She has to do a lot, and she, she does. so does ma- her character. So yes, so does her character, and she makes it look effortless. Well, and, you know, as far as for her acting. Character. Well, yeah, I'm talking about the acting. No, yeah. no, I'm saying the character doesn't, which is what we were saying before. Mm. Yeah. yeah, doesn't seem effortless. Yes, yeah, you're right. Ex- um. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I can I can absolutely see why you know why she won the Oscar. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. It's just it doesn't I yeah, I don't I don't know how much authority I have on the situation to say like, yeah, this movie's super problematic or, you know, it's not. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's like, well, we I mean, I I also ah, I also think since it is Citizen White Kane, we should probably talk about how problematic the blind character is. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know how much we would, what we would do to change him other than the stuff we've already said. Um, yeah. yeah. I just, yeah, he's, he's there. Like the character is there. He's not a, he's not a, you know, mm, I can't even say so much of a one note character because he kind of kind just does of one is. Main thing, he's, yeah. he's just, he's there. I guess I would have liked to maybe known a little bit more about Mr. Will. Yeah. Yeah, I just... You could have introduced him a little bit earlier. Yes, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I I just really wanted to spend more time with him. It's like John Malkovich did all this work, you know, and is doing all this really good work. And, you know, we don't see him very much. I kind of also wish his character had been introduced in a different way, because it also, like kind of goes into the blind or disabled not stereotype but like the disabled 
thing of just like a abled person is responsible for the disabled person then the abled person is the one who makes the decision and the disabled person is like very vocally like this is not what i want but like it right. doesn't matter but, but the able the able person makes the decision because they don't want to deal with the disabled person they right. just they're just gonna they're it's it's just her problem the, now. Right. Yeah. Like they're yeah. truly like a burden that you have right. to just put onto someone, which I, is very problematic. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen maybe Mr. Will uh, come to her of his own accord. Yeah. Even if it was the his last resort, I would have preferred to see right. him come. Um, yeah. Of his own free will by by himself. Yeah. Uh, also, nobody, nobody sight guides properly in this movie. And it drove me crazy. He also... I thought we've, I've looked this up before. I thought canes were like the beginning of the 20th century. I thought they existed in the 30s. Yeah, no, that was, I I forgot to mention that. And so I'm glad you did. Yeah, I don't think he uses a cane once. No, he definitely does not use a cane and at I'm all. And I'm just not. And doesn't mean any, there's not any good reason for him not to use one. Right. And and I get it, like not not needing one inside the house because you eventually will learn what the house eventually, is. Eventually, but, but you a, start out with it and we right. see how he obviously doesn't know what's going on in the house. Because it's a at, big at the beginning. house. Yeah. yeah. There's lots of doors. There's lots of stairs. Yeah. So why wouldn't you be why wouldn't you be using a Yeah, like he has to go down up is it upstairs? I think at the beginning, like when he, we first meet him, they're going upstairs, mm-hmm. which is just like have a cane. It's it is very weird that he wouldn't have a cane. Um, the only excuse would be if canes didn't exist, that would be an excuse. But mm-hmm. then, like, I guess maybe in the mid thirties, they were very uncommon amongst blind people. But maybe. I mean, I don't know if that's true. And it also feels like why? I mean, no one's gonna notice if that's but technically. It feels more blatant that he's not yeah. using a cane. But then there were really nice touches, like the guide wires that you see everywhere. Yeah, on the farm. There's they're they're even stretched through the cotton field. Like there's all so he can go anywhere he wants to. Right on on the farm because there's there's guide wires. So I'm like, that's really cool. That's a that's a very nice touch. I mean, if it weren't for the guide wires, Moses probably would have died in the barn. How common are those in the real world? I feel like I always see them in media. The guide so wires. So when I went to blind summer camp, that we makes sense. Ha- we had guide wires, but I mean, that's like a blind, blind place. Yeah, yeah. Like the idea that they would be in just like well, first of all, public areas. Just like I don't know. Oh, I, you. My would, experience you, of being a blind person no, in the world. No, you would not. probably never see them in public yeah. areas. I think they are s- strictly for. You'd see them more uh, at at places that deal with blind people. Which more. that's like. That's, I mean, I'm not going to say that's useless, but it's also like they should be way more common than like it should not be that you have to be in a because then it's just saying like, well, you can only be in certain places, like which mm-hmm. is not not good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. It's like if they're not very common, they're hard to depend on. And then I guess they're also like a cane does have certain things that um, the wires would not be able to do. Like that you right. couldn't feel like something if someone left a toy in yeah. your way or, you and know, you, whatever. You can take a cane anywhere. You can't take a guide wire. Right. Anywhere. Exactly. It's just yeah. so. I, and that's why I think it's like, I don't know. It just feels more like cinematic language than actual practicality. That and outdated technology. Maybe. maybe but were they more I mean, maybe I mean, maybe in a residence with a blind person, at least you maybe, can kind of argue that that would yeah. make sense. Maybe maybe they were more common back then. That's a good question. I'm I'm not exactly sure of the answer. Could have done research on that. It will come <laughs> up again, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so 
Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's most of it. And wanted to do our flight security test. <laughs> Ooh, big sigh. Yeah, no, that was it. Was hard. That's that's a hard one. It's that's not an easy one to talk about. Yeah, and it's also really hard to make better. I think we didn't really come up with a good thing because I don't really know. I don't. I don't know if there's an answer to that. It's yeah. It's too complicated to explain. Yeah, I mean, because this the the movie really isn't. Which again, yeah, we didn't, we didn't, don't really know going in. You know, I don't, I don't really read summaries, very detailed summaries yeah, I'm trying of, to go of in. movies. Uh, we go no, in I'm blind. not finishing. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I killed it. I'm so sorry. No, no, you, you're the one who said it. I totally was going to say a completely <laughs> different word. That was totally not blind. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah. So you know, I thanks, thanks Samwise. Samwise for agreeing with us. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, my honestly, my the biggest my. My biggest fix is just I want more of John Malkovich, yeah. which is uh, not a, not a bad problem to have. Yep, that's good. To be honest, yeah, that's our that's our consensus. <laughs> All um, right, you want to go first? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I'm gonna give this movie a twenty forty five. Oh, okay. Um, I I think like it's you know it has a blind character in it, um, and we see some, like, you know, the KKK scene, even though very unbelievable that that would deter them, is cute of, like, a blind person can hear, you know, voice, hears voices, sounds like something else. But, like, it can tell the difference between, like, or can identify someone by their voice and, like, using those kinds of, like, oh, blind people actually have other abilities that sighted people don't. Um, that's cute. I mean... I guess that's kind of a small thing. I feel like I need to justify this because it is a little bit higher. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, it wasn't like super offensive. I think part of it was I was going in knowing it was 84. So I was also assuming that the politics were going to be really problematic when you thought about them. So I think that helped me to come in thinking that that was probably the case. And so the fact that that was true, I think would have tripped me up a lot more if I didn't start the movie thinking that. Um, you know, I wish that, yeah, I wish he had been like uh, come in with more agency and I wanted him to at least have a little bit more of a cohesive like stuff that he was doing and and have like a more concrete understanding of of what he could do for not what he could do but like because that makes it just seem like people have to earn you know like yeah, family I, I, think, I, I think what you're looking for maybe is just more of a little bit more of a defined arc yeah exactly yeah that definitely would would make it a lot better yes a defined arc and to find like character almost like he has some attributes but he we don't get to fully see him in a completely three-dimensional way um but it didn't do anything like so egregious it didn't we didn't even we had a character goes blind but doesn't like doesn't seem to care that they're blind he seems very self-assured in his blindness which you know maybe is probably why it's a little bit higher for me because that stuff is always the most annoying to me. Um, when, yeah, so I think um, it it's it's not it's not great. It's not getting super high marks, but it's also like it's not. And I'm not gonna give it a 2020 because I feel like the blind character. 
um, at least to some extent represents in some scenes represents blind people in some way um, even if the character is taken as a whole is not like totally crystal clear or not even clear but just like you know feels great as a, <laughs> as a blind person um, but yeah so what, what is yours? Yeah I think I'm, I'm sitting at uh, honestly 2045 nice got yeah. Synced up. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I pretty much, I agree with everything you said. I, I wish there was more of Mr. Will. I wish he had a defined arc. I think that would have That's what made... you said, technically. Well, and I agree with that. But yes, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I, 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 I agree with, with that. And um, I don't think, yeah, I don't, I, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd feel too bad showing this to someone who is visually impaired or blind or you know the i i don't think the portrayal is offensive or setting us back steps as right. as blind people you know i think i i think it's totally great yeah so it's yeah it's just kind of uh it's just kind of not innocuous isn't, isn't the right word my no. whole my whole thing is falling apart no no i think <laughs> innocuous is a good word I mean, my word was just going to be meh. <laughs> like it's kind of a shrug of a cool. portrayal. Cool. Yeah, because I don't. I definitely. I don't like. Uh. But yeah, I think. I think. Yeah, in- innocuous. Yeah. 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 I mean, and I'm sure. You know, having talked to Peter Capaldi about it, I'm sure John Malkovich worked very hard on this on this character. Is he's just a serious actor? He loves the craft, and you can tell. I mean, this this performance was very small, but every time Mr. Will was on screen, I was engaged. I, I wanted to know more yeah. about him. I just wish we could have known more about him. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think I think twenty forty five is a perfectly good score. I'm wondering now though. It, I want to talk to my mom to see if she's seen this because I'm sure. Well, I'm I'm sure. Sorry, I'm sure she's seen this, but I'm wondering what, what she thinks. thinks. Yeah, it's yeah. not like a movie you necessarily need to show to a sighted person to show the experience of being blind. I feel like it doesn't mm-hmm. fully... No, no, yeah. It's not worth the two hours for that. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, I, I definitely... This is not the top, on the top of my list to show to a, a blind, visually impaired person either about a really good portrayal. I think for an, an acting standpoint, if you just if you really want to watch the acting, you know, just cut the scenes with with John Malkovich out and watch those. That's a that's even shorter movie yep. than the director's cut we decided to do at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you just really want to, you know, zero in on that, just watch just watch those scenes. It's fine. But I mean, it's it's hard because on a whole, everybody does a really great job. The acting is wonderful in in the they film. They got some good. I think they have also have good actors in general. Yeah, mm. good performances, but yeah, 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 it's very engaging. Would I watch it again? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, long. I, it's yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Oof. And with that tepid response, I know both of ours were like, yeah, well, okay, it exists. It's yeah. there. Um, but next week, what we're doing is we are climbing the Mount Everest of blind movies. Ooh. 
we are doing the movie Blindsight, which is a documentary about a bunch of blind people who climb Mount Everest yes. and being extremely literal. Yes, <laughs> coming back in with the documentaries. I know. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, this, I mean, I can't imagine well, I'm nothing talking about. I feel like sometimes I say <laughs> that, but that's this is one of those where you're like, yeah, it's going to be. This is great. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. True story about blind people. And we'll talk about inspiration porn. We'll talk about being a Tibetan teenagers blind because we know all about that um <laughs> uh but yeah it, it'll it'll be fun i'm excited so it's this called blind sight you can rent it if you'd like to follow along uh, or buy it on amazon prime and it does not appear to be really anywhere else that you can like when i looked on my app that tells me it's just amazon so i don't know usually they Great. have like lots of different ways to buy it but apparently it's just amazon um this, oh this one's not on canopy no it's oh. just like it's literally rent or buy on amazon which it was just weird because it wasn't even like on itunes or anything else like it's just amazon mm-hmm. so gotcha i don't know but um but it is available you don't have to like buy a dvd from like someone in japan or something which some of the movies i'm like oh we should do this movie and i'm like okay so there is a japanese dvd that's 30 dollars and that is the only way to <laughs> ever get this movie. I mean, I guess eventually we'll have to do that, but yeah, we'll but get there. This one's easier to find. <laughs> cool. Um, but yeah, so that's Blind Sight. Um, another blind in the title movie. Um, and then uh, we have our. Okay, so I feel like we need a name for this section at the end that we just mm. stick with. This one. <laughs> This is what I was thinking. I don't know. I mean, it's a that you get to decide half mm. half of it. Um, but I, I one idea I had was a blind aside, just because it sounds fun to say. <laughs> it does sound like the name of the movie, but that's just coincidental that we're doing next week. I kind of liked um, Quarantine Corner. <laughs> but then it, that cannot last <laughs> past the quarantine. It no. doesn't have sticking power. No, that's true. In, in my brain, though, it's just like, wouldn't it be funny if we just called it Quarantine Corner and then just kept going on? Just no, like that's years cool. And years later. Um, We're what about, stuck in 2020, which would be very ironic for this podcast. Yeah, no, oh. <laughs> what about uh, things we were blindsided by? That works too yeah blindsided by i know i was thinking the same um same same pun took it in a different direction (laughs) um but blindsided by yeah we can do that cool what were we what were we blindsided by this week awesome you go first nice great so what i've been blindsided by this week is uh another i've been watching cartoons because i love cartoons 32 year old woman who still likes cartoons (laughs) And I finally caught up with this series, Infinity Train. And I know I recommended this to you. uh, Off mic. Yeah, a couple of weeks off mic uh, before. But I finally actually sat down and watched it. And at at first I kind of screwed up because I didn't realize what I was doing. And I watched the second season (gasps) first. Oh, no. Which actually was okay. uh, Because the, the seasons are standalone for the most part. There are plot points that carry over from each season. The more you know about the train and the mythos of this world, the the more rich of an experience you would have. But um, the the seasons are super short. It's ten episodes. Each episode's eleven minutes long. I mean, you can just devour these things. And uh, yeah, there it's it's really cool. Um, and it's oof, this third season especially, or books as they're referring to them, is especially emotional. And I definitely oh. cried. 
Uh, yeah, but in you know, in in a good way. And the show is dealing with loss and grief and problem solving. And I mean, basically, the main character of the show, Tulip, finds herself uh, on the infinity train uh, when and she's you know, it's 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 this train that that finds people that are just dealing with issues with life issues and you find yourself on the train and then there are uh, each character has a number on their hand a glowing number and the number goes down the more pop uh, problems that you solve and the lessons that you learn and then when your number gets to zero you can get off the train but we find that there are characters that have crazy high numbers and will they or won't they get off the train oh my gosh so yeah I think season three is probably the best written out of all of them so far because now HBO has taken over the show from Cartoon Network so they have a little bit more of a budget and a little bit more leeway as to what they can do Um, I feel like shows always get better with seasons because you like especially when you have a fantasy world of some kind where you've already done a lot to establish the world which is more boring yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, and the train itself, and the, well, then the showrunners or the show writers have a lot to play around with because the train itself is so cool. Each car is its own little universe, and there are puzzles and things that you have to solve. It's like escape rooms. Yeah, basically to get to, <laughs> to get to the other side to get the door the door open to the next car. Nice. That is so, a lot like an escape room. That aspect of it. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, this, <laughs> I, so, no, it sounds fun. Some of the cars do feel like that. Yeah, but it's it's really great, and the, the voice cast is awesome. And the uh, voice, yeah, the voice acting is really great. And uh, Kate Mulgrew plays a character called the Cat, um, aka uh, Kate Mulgrew, aka uh, uh, Captain Janeway from Voyager, from Star Trek Voyager, which nice. makes me happy. And <laughs> Any, I know anytime so I get much to about Star Trek. I know that I'm like that means nothing. To you. <laughs> How about Red on Orange Is the New Black? Yes, that means. Something. Okay, there we go. She's she plays the cat. Awesome. Uh, and she's fan. Just anytime I can hear her speak is amazing. So I don't know why I don't know her name. Um, yeah, Kate. Kate Mulgrew. Awesome. That's very yeah. fun. And yeah, that's uh, Infinity Train. You can purchase it wherever, but it's streaming uh, on HBO Max right now. Yay. Okay, so mine. Okay, the one thing I did remember that why blind aside, I thought might work better because I forgot to say this is that you could say you have a like it works in that tense. Oh, that is good too. Oh no. Um, we well, okay, so you could be blindsided by something, and I can have a blind aside in this episode, and then off mic we can make a final decision. Do you want to do that? <laughs> Yeah, let's do that. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, my blind aside um, is uh, the podcast Decoder Ring. Um, it, <gasps> yes. It's so good. Um, it is one of um, my, like, definitely comfort listening podcasts. But it is a podcast that is about um, cultural mysteries um, where the the host, uh, Will Paskin, goes and just looks at different, like, art or, um, like, they they really run the gamut. There's one that's, like, about... um, hotel art and there's one that's about truck nuts and one about um chuck e cheese (laughs) so there and that's just um just to name a very few of them um but they are just um so fun and they're like true like actually 
it's not news. It's like kind of, I'm trying to think of the exact term, but it is the kind of 99% invisible or like yeah, a... Yeah, it's, it's taking an aspect of pop culture and this is what they say in the in the podcast, but yeah. taking an aspect of pop culture and just going on a really deep dive. Right, right. But it's completely random. Have you listened to the newest episode about mullets? No. Okay, so I am <laughs> behind on all of my podcasts entirely. Um, but uh, so... <laughs> I wish I was not. Um, it would help also with quite like <laughs> recommending podcasts. I wasn't so yeah. behind. On I mean, they, their their episode explaining the Sherlock fandom. This I was going to mention so that one. Good. I think yeah, that's the that's, best. That's, that's the best one that they've done. Yeah, so far. It's, it's a really so great one. Um, it's like the, I think it's like the second episode. It's called the um, John Locke conspiracy. conspiracy yeah, and yep. it's just a fabulous episode about like um, like queer mating and this like like thing that went down in like the Sherlock um fan fiction community and um yeah that's a really great episode they the one that I did just hear because I am behind them all my podcasts is um one of my favorite things in the world which is Rebecca Black's Friday um and they go that's a good episode too (laughs) it's really it is so it's it's really sweet and like uh, Mm -hmm. it is um kind of what's the right word it is um structured around an interview with rebecca black and like and it was it's just really cool because i have like um followed her work (laughs) for since you know since friday in the beginning and i i don't know i always i always really loved rebecca black in more of a i think more of a genuine way i never thought it was fun to insult her i just really appreciate it they treat her like a person yeah on the show which is so nice so i'm like that's the biggest thing is nobody people didn't treat her like a person right well because i loved i loved friday and um i feel like i was never really into the like the ridicule i mean i think there was always like some people who just found it really fun and enjoyed it and enjoyed it for its own sake and then there was people who just mean about it Mm -hmm. but i i don't know i always enjoyed it um and it was but it was really cool to kind of hear her perspective and get a lot of more context because it was also something that i like (laughs) like knew half of it because i really do care oh my god Um, i i didn't i was truly blindsided by that interview and she's like this is amazing well it was just a blind aside for me because i knew all about it already so um (laughs) she I love Rebecca Black. No, but it was, it definitely vindicated my love of Rebecca Black. And I did also love, like, that she really did have a lot of, um, she's like the, the, not retrospectiveness, but I feel like she was, she had a lot of wisdom. I don't know what the right word would be, but like, it's just about the whole experience and like looking at it from a more, you know, now a more detached, um, place. But like, yeah, I, it just made me very happy. And still being able to, do a concert and play that song I and know, now people and did a great people unironically enjoy it yeah and i'm like yes because yes. yeah and and for the record i mean i don't unironically enjoy anything <laughs> technically like everything i enjoy is some level of irony but i always truly loved um Rebecca Black's Friday and I also would play it every single Friday when I did uh, summer camps with the kids and I have missed that so much because I, I got laid off from that job and um, I miss it all summer because that and every time yeah. it's Friday I'm like oh it's Friday oh, no. <laughs> um, but but yeah so that was also a good little bit of nostalgia for that's me wonderful um, yeah so that's my recommendation the podcast is called Dakota Ring um, uh, the episode's uh, that the Friday episode is called Gotta Get Down on Friday 
Friday, I believe. And then there's also the other episode we're talking about is called mm-hmm. the John Locke Conspiracy. But it's all the episodes are great. So go and listen to the whole catalog because they really they're always fun and they're always interesting and yeah and and kind of and always even if you know a lot about something because there have been quite a few episodes where I'm like oh I know a decent right. uh, much about this and I still have really enjoyed listening to them they're they still will, really engaging they and, will uncover something that you didn't know yeah, about yeah. that thing yeah and yeah, yeah it's, it's it's amazingly well done and uh it's really great uh for taking your mind off of the news yeah if you, if you need something just like oh my god okay i get so excited when a new episode comes out which because yeah, they're monthly so yeah is yeah you know you get it once a month and no, you I hope like that it. it's long yeah i know because sometimes they do the 20 minute ones once a month and i'm like really that's not they're good but i'm like that's not fair i it want is i want an hour though. episode yeah well um i mean the the culture gab fest from slate they had to go to a bi-weekly schedule because of the pandemic because they don't there's just no money coming in and the Waves podcast was shut down entirely, which oh was their gosh. feminism podcast. And that's not happening anymore. Well, this is a good time to kill feminism, everyone. And on no. that note. <laughs> oh, my God. We've got to end somewhere. No. But, yeah, I, I mean, that, we did all the things, though. So listen to Dakota Ring, watch Infinity Train. They, those two are, like, sort of. I feel like ours are always kind of similar. Those, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like those bit, two are weirdly bit. have just kind of a, they have a yeah. vibe in yeah. common. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, our theme song is by Lucia Fasano. You can check out um, all the episodes um, with transcriptions on YouTube at Citizen White Cane Podcast. Um, you can check us out on Twitter at White Cane Pod, on Instagram at Citizen White Cane, and on Facebook at Citizen White Cane. You can send us an email to Citizen White Cane Pod at gmail.com. And um, if you would like to tell us um, how, f- if you listen to like books on record in the 30s, um, what, what else? Uh, if you. Do you have an impeccable set of bow ties like the ones John Malkovich wore in this movie? Those those bow ties, though. Mm. Yes. Did you use a cane um, at different times during the Depression? I don't know why mine are all very time specific. (laughs) Um, um, And how does what's your feeling on capitalism? Um, Any of those questions, uh, answering them, you can send that in a voice message that uh, we have a link in the show notes and um, yeah, just tell us what you think and don't forget to rate review, subscribe um, and come in next, come in, come back next week when we uh, truly climb Mount Everest. That's what we're going to do on the podcast just to compare notes. Um, but, or Maybe just watch a movie about it called Blindside. Um, but you got to tune in to see if we actually claim Mount Everest. Will we do it? You'll have to find out. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Poor Will here lost his sight in the big war. I believe it was the Battle of Song, wasn't it, Will? He was a real war hero, weren't you, Will? Well, <laughs> Will... He doesn't like to talk about these things too much. Do you, Will? No.